0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is Reception Reception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
2: All right, how about uh, Michigana? I think I'm, I'm pronouncing this right. Michigana says, uh, does reception perception attempt to... Does RP attempt to... I, I'm laughing. Does an RP attempt to identify tight ends who are winning their routes as well? If yes, who are some young players it likes? If no, why not, Matt Harman? Well, Well, I,
1: I put this on the outline, all right? To pull back the curtain, I collected the questions and put them on the outline, so I'm doing this to That's myself, funny, because man. I think it's worth giving the State of the Union on the tight end thing for new folks that might have found us through the podcast that might have found yes. reception perception through the show um, just people who uh, like Mitch are curious that haven't heard me say it already because obviously you follow me on Twitter um no I tight end is not in reception perception for two reasons. the dork reason, the statistical analysis based reason is that it took probably I would say, two definitely three maybe even four years uh worth of collecting reception perception data to start to get to like thresholds to start to get to an area where okay we know that if a guy does this that that is what this means like we really being able to interpret the data took a good two three four years um for us to get legitimate like like i said thresholds and indicators i'm not trying to start all over again with tight ends um because you can't as much as i get it they run routes they catch passes the way they line up the way they're de- the way they're deployed the type of coverages that they face the players who cover them are totally different so i'm not trying to come in here and um compare david and joku's routes and his route tree to uh jamar chase okay that would just be crazy mm-hmm. it, would, it would you, you wouldn't be doing i wouldn't be giving you anything useful by doing that now the second reason the practical reason is i, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to do it uh, mostly because right, it right. doesn't interest me as much as wide receivers interest me. There's not enough interesting tight ends anyways. And number three, Mitch and everybody else out there, I say this with love. I appreciate that you want more out of me. I got enough to give. Okay. All right. I got enough to do with the wide receivers. I don't need to be including tight ends. I'm still trying to have a social life, a family, yes. the whole yes. thing. And by the way, this is not my, this is not my primary job. So uh, I'm Correct. good on tight ends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think just to kind of like, you know, um, uh, back that up a little bit, you know, to, to kind of put a bow on that too. It's listen, you, you talked about it a little bit, but they do such different things. Right. And then also yes. there's so much more, I don't know, deception, uh, when they run routes too. are they blocking? Are they not blocking? who's, are they being guarded by linebackers? Are they being guarded by corners, right? Like safeties, like who is, who is defending? Um, and I think that makes a big, big difference. Right. And like, and then also like their numbers would screw up, you know, when you're taking a look at like success rate versus wide receivers, success rates for, you know, um, slot versus outside. I don't know, man. There's just so much more. I think there's just so much more deception. Uh, And what tight ends do in terms of, quote unquote, route running that, uh, boy, that makes it awfully difficult to identify when they actually do succeed. You know what I mean? That makes it pretty tough.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And I I would just just the last point on that is like I don't even like to sit there and compare. Okay, well, Cooper Cup has this success rate versus man versus, uh, you know, a guy like A.J. Brown is this success rate versus man, because they I say this all the time. They might as well be playing different positions between the slot receiver position and what Cooper Cup does versus what like a top end X receiver does. So now you're really getting into the weeds with the tight end stuff. So that's why I don't do it.
2: Correct. Okay, how about this one from Dr. Mr. Sir on Twitter? Uh, Have a beer at El Segundo Brew or have a beer at El Segundo Brew?
1: Uh, the answer is yes, we're going to have a beer at El Segundo <laughs> Brewery, especially right now, because shout out to El Segundo Brewing. They've got the Casa Azul back on draft, which is the best light beer uh, really? in the entire game. Uh, second, o- well, it's it's right up there with the Broken Skull Lager, not the Broken Skull IPA, which I also like, but definitely the Broken Skull Lager from El Segundo Brewing. So the answer is yes, Dr. Mr. Sir, we're going to have a beer there for sure.
2: Oh, well, yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> how about this from JCJ7? How about grading the various offseason wide receiver acquisitions?
1: Okay. So we're going to give the Tyreek Hill trade an A+. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah. think uh, that, oh, that's that been an A plus yeah. one. No, We talked about Devontae Adams just a little bit ago. What would you grade the Adams trade? Because, um, you know, I, I mean, Adams has been great. I think he's had a fantastic season. He's probably been their one of their best players this year, along with Josh Jacobs. I think he's obviously still the best wide receiver in the NFL, or, or top two, three at the position, inarguably. But you, you give up a first round pick, a first round pick that's going to end up being pretty high, yeah. or will end well. They already picked it last year. You gave them two draft picks. So you have a big big contract. You're not a contending team when you did this. So what would you give the the Adams trade?
2: Yeah, first round pick, second round pick, um, and, and also the the cap uh, considerations, um. So I think from Green Bay's perspective, honestly, you know how you know how certain tr- trades are like win wins. Like the the Buffalo yeah. Minnesota trade was clearly a win win for both teams, right? I felt like this one was a lose lose. I think Green Bay would yeah. like to have Devontae Adams in there in a dwindling championship window, and I think the <laughs> after how this year played out, clearly the Raiders would like to have those draft picks back um, as well because they're not you have Devontae Adams in the building, but you're not any closer to a championship at all. So when you bring in a guy like Devontae, you want him to kind of be that finishing piece um, to your offense. And clearly that was not the case.
1: The only thing I'd I'd push back is that obviously they're going to try to, I think they'll first and foremost, try to attract like a Tom Brady type of veteran quarterback. Having Devontae Adams makes that easier than not having that's Devontae true. Adams. So um, yeah, there is that's that true. part of it, too.
2: Um, he is turning 31 years old uh, next year, though. So I, I'm a little bit like I said, I, look, he's been obviously fantastic. And you could say you could still make the case. I think that he's, you know, a top two or three wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think that's a hard argument to make. Um, no. But at some point, you know, in some point very soon, that is not going to be the case. You know, I mean, unless yeah. this guy absolutely defies father time, which is possible. We've seen guys play into, you know, into their 30s at, at a much higher rate. Uh, but still, though, you 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 would think that he is on the downside of his career. And when does that when does that contract start to not look very good at all? You know, um, and that time is coming. So I'm not saying it's coming next year. I'm not saying it's coming, but it's coming soon. It's coming soon, man. And that champion, I, like I said, that championship window doesn't look that open right now. No. I like Hunter Renfro. You would I like the, the thought of Darren Waller, but ever since he signed the contract, man, it's just like, what I have think they, he's
1: probably on the move this year too. They, I, I mean, they've they gotten, trade, no- they, they've gotten him.
2: absolutely nothing from Darren Waller. Right. So, Boy, I tell you, man, it's um it's looking real dicey. Uh and so yeah, I would say from from both sides, I would say probably like a C or C minus even.
1: Yeah, I'd go C minus on that one. Next one's pretty easy. I've got Amari Cooper. I think that's an A plus for the Browns, even if I don't think um, Amari Cooper is like a number one receiver. Really, I don't think I think he's a little overrated. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. sent a fifth and a sixth round pick. Dude, Who gives a shit? <laughs>
2: like, I know. That's an that's a that's an F for Dallas. Like, come on, yeah, bro. What weird. are you guys doing? How how are you getting a fifth and a sixth for fricking Amari Cooper? Like, oh my gosh, that's un unbelievably bad trade for Dallas.
1: Yeah, and we can similar to with the next one here, where AJ Brown I think is an A plus trade for the Eagles. I think it's an
2: F for the Titans too. I mean, you've got the general <laughs> manager fired. <laughs> That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, it's, and they compounded the problem too by, um, by thinking that Traylon Burks was ready to rock and roll which clearly he was not, you know, he's still a developing no. player. I'm not even saying he's bad. I'm just saying a lot of
1: injuries with him too, but yeah, there was yeah. always a developmental curve.
2: There was a developmental curve. Although I guess to be fair too, AJ Brown has obviously in his time with the Titans um, spent a lot of time in the injury room as well. Uh, which I think actually helped Robinson kind of make that trade too. like, okay, you know what, man? Yeah. Do we want to give this guy max money and worry about his health? You know, I think that played a factor uh, in as well, but yeah, man, they compounded the problem by then taking Traylon Burks, who again is clearly a a developmental player. Uh, He was not ready to play week one. Um, And if you thought that was the case, then again, it adds to your negative score uh on the trade all right what what other wide receiver acquisitions are we thinking about here well how about marquise
1: brown um that one's tough for me because and by the way i think for the ravens they i think they should regret it i don't love like they got a you know a a a first round pick back but they see you know they had to send a third with with marquise brown and um, they could really use a guy like Marquise Brown in their passing game. Um, although Brown obviously requested to trade and he wanted to get out of there, but still, right. I, I don't love it from the Ravens' side of it. But th- how much did the Cardinals really move the needle much by bringing in Hollywood Brown? I mean, he was a he was a very good player for them to start the year, and then he got hurt as well. But again, I I, th- I think I give this like a this is another one I feel like I give a C minus to both sides.
2: You know, I actually kind of like the deal for Baltimore. Obviously, you would like their championship window because their championship window is also dwindling as well. So you'd like them to kind of just sort of pour it on. But I tell you what, man, if you're getting a first-round pick, though, back for Hollywood Brown, who I think we can both agree is not like your dominant number one wide receiver, I I think that's really good value. And I understand that you want to just kind of sort of like stack your chips up while the, the window is open right now. Um, and yeah, they probably should have then turned that pick around and then, you know, a, again, taking a wide receiver too. Uh, but I, man, you, you're getting some pretty good value right there. Um, for Hollywood, I think, right? Like I, I was surprised when they got a first round pick back. So, um, yeah, I, I would say probably overall, it's probably a B for Baltimore, but, but I hear what you're, I definitely hear what you're saying. Like, Hey, listen, uh, the time is short here with um with what you got in terms of yeah. you have an you clearly have an aging defense uh your offensive line is a little fragile too that championship window is closing as a matter of fact they're gonna probably win their division right or they'll yeah, be in the mix but, at least for they, the playoffs they'll,
1: be, they'll definitely make the playoffs but uh I yeah they they might lose the division to the Bengals.
2: Right, exactly. So so the the window is there. It's open. It's a jar uh, but it just doesn't feel like they're going anywhere. C- certainly not with the offensive weapons uh, that they have right now. So I certainly, certainly understand that. But I, I just, I do think that they got pretty darn good value coming yeah. back for Hollywood.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. Every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Okay, how about this one from Trisha? This is uh, coming from an email. Longtime lurker, first time inquirer. Jalen Hurts uh, got me to the championship, but if he is out this weekend, Oof. should I put in my second quarterback, uh, Tom Brady? Or pick up Carr, which obviously this email came can't out. Can't do before. that. The car. Yeah, I can't do that. Or <laughs> should we go with Minshew? So I guess the question is really Tom Brady or Gardner Minshew? What say you, Matt Harmon? Yeah, I'm going Minshew. Uh, listen, Me too. I've seen enough of the
1: Tom Brady Buccaneers offense. Brady's 1.88 time to throw. I mean, disgusting. Uh, do you see the video that, uh, the NFL account put out? I think it was like a hard knocks preview of Jalen, of JJ Watt, um, saying like, this guy's getting the ball so fast. I can't even, like, he's, this old guy's getting rid of the ball so fast. I can't even, I can't even get to him. Like, yeah, <laughs> 1.88 <laughs> time to throw. Give me a break with the 1.88 yeah, time on, to dude. throw. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Minchu there. He showed he can be competent in this ecosystem.
2: Not just that, man. I, I, and again, I go back to his, you know, his last 10 games as a starter. This is a guy who's averaging more, then 300 yards passing. He's averaging about two and a half, almost three touchdowns per game over his last 10 games. As a starter, he's averaging close to 70% completion rate. These are all good numbers. This is not just like a, Oh, a rando backup. This is not a, a, a streveler or like a, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? This is not some Jarrett Stidham character. No, this is a guy in Gardner Minshew, he can play. This guy can absolutely play, uh, and I stand by the fact we talked about it in the big show earlier this week. But I stand by the fact that I think Minshew can be a starter in this league, not just a backup. I really think he can be a starter. Now he wouldn't be a top flight starter for me, but he can—he can be a starter in the NFL. Now I, I wouldn't say you could win a championship with this dude, but that—you know what, Matt? That being said, there—there there have been a lot of like eh, quarterbacks that have won championships you know what I mean
1: uh yeah I'm with you man I I think he's gonna he's gonna be in this free agent group and um he makes for you know a team a team that needs to bring in like a legitimate we can have a competition between these guys type of um you know I mean the Jets would be if if the Zach Wilson thing wasn't so far gone Like, well, I don't know. I mean, if you can bring back Mike White and you keep bringing Gardner Minshew, like that's a perfect like, all right, this is a legit quarterback competition between a couple of guys here.
2: I would I I would be interested. Like, let's say like, you know, let's say you're the Raiders. okay, and you want to take a quarterback early in the draft. okay, fine. I I actually would like to bring in Minshew to kind of be. I think he I think, you know, you know what Minshew is. I think he's the perfect bridge quarterback. Oh Yeah. Um, And and a guy that you can keep in there for a couple of years, maybe maybe a year plus or whatever, as your young guy develops um, and then just kind of take that old school route. I know the new school idea is to get your quarterback in there ASAP. Uh, But you know what, man, Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, as a kind of a little bit of a bridge quarterback or let's say you're a team with. You know, quarterback needs, let's say Tom Brady moves on. Tampa Bay needs a quarterback. Yeah. Let's get Minshew in there and just see what you can do. You're not in line for a high pick, right? So you're not going to get a quarterback in this particular draft. But let's bring in Minshew and just see what you got. You know, you know the other thing I love about Minshew, man, it's the swagger. And, you know, when, you, when you're a quarterback like that, man, anytime you're a quarterback, you got to have some swagger to you, man. And that's exactly what Gardner Minshew does. And it seems pretty clear to me that guys play for him. I mean, yeah, that, and that goes a long way for me too.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Washington's another interesting one too. If they lose out on, like oh my the big god, that guys. would be.
2: Oh my goodness, that would be awesome. I'd love to see that.
1: Yeah, if they don't go to the distressed asset route, uh, get another like. <laughs> I think the Colts would be interesting too if they yeah. take a quarterback high. He would make a good bridge quarterback for them. And um, right. Oh, lastly. How about the Denver Broncos? You know, I know they. Yo, they, they let's need, go. They need to. Add, they need to add quarterback competition. If they're going to be a serious operation next year, they can't just pair it like, oh, we're going to fix Russell Wilson all offseason long. Like they got to. <laughs> they got to bring some like, okay, we're this is a real team. We're going to have like this guy who, who was terrible last year compete with somebody. Minshew would be that guy.
2: You know what would be great about that trade too? It really sends a message to Russell Wilson. Hey, hey, bro, you got to stop being so weird. Like, get on board. Let's let's like run an actual real NFL offense and you need to dedicate yourself to that. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously his style of freestyle football is not working at this age anymore. Nope. If you want to be a real functional quarterback, let's run a real functional offense because that's what they're going to do. You would think. This offseason, they're going to bring in a real offensive coordinator and, and get some real offenses in. And and, a, and that would honestly send a pretty strong message, I think, to Russell Wilson. Hey, get your shit together, pal. You got to stop being so weird, man. Like, let's really, like, dive in and work on being a real NFL quarterback. That being said, dude, can any team afford another quarterback less can you imagine no. how much money they're pouring into the goddamn quarterback position? If they brought in somebody like Mitchell, that would be insane, would it not?
1: Yeah, that would be crazy. I think that's that more would be like a, it's a pretty big pipe dream. <laughs>
2: <it>. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how about this? Uh, like I said, high profile questions over here. Four verts? Four verts is jumping in. Charles McDonald? Come on, let's go. Talk to me about Drake London season. If any other Falcons wide receivers are worth keeping around.
1: Yeah, so um for one, uh Drake London, I think here's my t- here's my new talking point on Drake London. Get ready to hear All me right. say this uh throughout the off season. None. You're going to be able to tell who for, like and especially from a fantasy <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> okay. You're going to be able to tell who is watching tape and who is just looking at the numbers. Okay. Based on how they talk about Drake. He is going to be the litmus test for that because people that are watching the games are telling you this guy is really good. He is a stud. Uh, I think he is in the same category as Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, those guys obviously have the numbers to back it up. Well, that's because their offense throws the ball a lot more. But um, the damn Jets, like in games without uh, without Zach Wilson, the Mike White and the the Joe Flacco games. They'd be right. well, if those were just the games you extrapolate those for every year, every game of the season, they'd be well over 700 pass attempts at this point. Like that's right. the type of volume Garrett Wilson's getting in his offense versus Drake London. So I think Drake London has looked fantastic. You're going to be able to tell if somebody's like, ah, Drake London, kind of a disappointing rookie season. They're not watching film. Okay. And <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you this right now. There's a lot of fantasy analysts out there that are already watching the games and you Coming can up. tell, you can I tell. Okay. So. I think Drake London's looked incredible this year. I think as soon as they get a real NFL quarterback in there, yeah. he's going to have a big time season. He he's he's that good. Okay? So that's my Drake London take. <laughs> for the rest of the Falcons receivers, um
2: who else is there? There's no one. mean is I mean, come on, bro. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think
1: well, I th- okay, I think the Zacchaeus is like the the Zacchaeus plays when they design them up for him. Now that might just be the I do think Arthur Smith designs a pretty good Um, pretty good offense, like pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good passing game. I think it's looked good this year. They just didn't have a quarterback to execute it. Like the the concepts and and stuff like that, the spacing, the route combinations, everything like that. Um, you know, but Zacchaeus is not even under contract with this team next year. The only guys under contract with the team next year are somebody named Jarrett. Bernhardt, don't know who that is, and Frank Darby. Uh, so, what? I don't know that you're br- like, if you can bring Zacchaeus back or Demir Bird on like small time deals, I think that's fine. I think Zacchaeus, especially like Demir Bird's played for a billion teams at this point, but <laughs> Zacchaeus shows you a little something. If he's like your third receiver, he's a speed guy, not the worst thing in the world, but for the most part, this is Drake London as the center of your universe and figuring the rest out.
2: I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, you look at the total routes run, right? It's like Drake London, 334. Olim- uh, Olimides Aquias at 291. Then it's Kyle Pitts at number three. Kyle Pitts has been on IR, dog. Like, Tyler oh, Algier minute. is number four at 149. The aforementioned Demir Bird, 132. That's how many routes that Demir Bird has run all season long. Cordero Patterson, who was on IR, <laughs> came back. He's right there. In the top seven, right? Cordero Patterson at 122. Who is Parker Hess? I, he's some random tight end. Anthony Ferkser, some random tight end. Um, and that's it, man. So uh, it, it, the greatest is N.A. Uh, I mean, we don't know what the hell we got with the Atlanta Falcons. But honestly, I, gee whiz, man, this might be the worst, like one of the worst wide receiving cores um, in the NFL. It's Drake London and no one. Oh, for sure. And by the way, just to your point about,
1: you know, the routes that Drake London has run this year among like first year pass catchers, he's only sixth at the position with 366. George Pickens has run Mm -hmm. 524 routes. Garrett Wilson has run 514 routes. Alec Pierce has run (laughs) 420 routes. Cade Otten, Uh, 414. Yeah, right. I mean, Olave is at 370. Yeah, right. Olave is at 378. Uh, but he's missed a game now at this point uh so right. like it's just yeah it's it's crazy that passing the volume of the passing game is is pretty ridiculous so I, I think we just need a real quarterback there in Atlanta um and then I think Drake London's flying he, I think he's a stud
2: okay so I think to your point though right like uh or to to, to answer Charles McDonald uh other than Drake London I don't think there's really any like priority wide receivers no. that they that no. they need to keep. Yeah, no, they all seem like just dudes. Um by the way, can I go back and you, you know, I know that you're sitting here, you know, making fun of uh, fantasy analysts who uh look at the look look at the look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Um and don't watch game tape. And and I know people are going to be out there saying like what are you talking about? Like of course they're watching the games. Maybe they're not watching the games as much as you, Matt Harmon, but but here's the thing, guys. I'm going to pull the curtain back for people listening. There are fantasy analysts that we know personally that do not watch the games. They do not watch the games. I, I know of them personally. <laughs> not going to name names. But Matt, you and I know there are dudes out there that are fantasy analysts that do not watch the games. And that is the sad truth. Yep.
1: And you can tell, and then it bleeds into like the analysis of the entire community, honestly. And, and it's like, I think for the most part, fantasy football has made people smarter football fans. And, and you were just aware of more things and you're aware of more teams and the players and all this stuff. Uh, right. But then there's some stuff where it's just like, come on, you need, you gotta actually watch these games and, and, and it makes you dumber. It makes you sound dumber. <laughs> if, you, if you listen to some <laughs> of the stuff that these guys are parroting. So, yeah.